I'm Sam Mitchell. These are my stories. Spread my wings and fly away. Hi, folks. Having a good day today. Let me first welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now, before we begin, I must note that I am not a doctor or a psychiatrist. If your son already needs to be diagnosed with autism, please see a physician or any medical that you have any concerns about because I only do this based on my experiences. I also do not own the rights to these music. Both musics were found on YouTube and were published on November 28th and March 2014. Now, I also have a couple of shout-outs to give. So... The first shout that I must give is to Miss Tina Marie Trimper. Now, I do think of some hair jokes, so Tina, I think you need to trim your hair up. But no, I'm kidding. But in all seriousness, you were so humble to me when I was on your show called the Psychedelic Podcast, which she is also the host of, may I add. And she is a very nice woman and very beautiful and has a beautiful family and is one of the nicest people alive. And actually, I think wants to learn and understand more about autism. So, Tina, thank you very much. And I know you're from Texas, so yeehaw! Also, I'd like to say this is the last time to get in the t-shirt drawing for the coolest shirt you'll ever get, maybe. So, please, 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 please either share it on Facebook, screenshot if you have a Snapchat, show me that you're listening to it, or comment on Podbean, and you will get, you may get that shirt. There's a very slim chance you will, but you might get it. That shirt could be in your hands right now. Just think about this awesome, beautiful, cool, and even lit shirt that could be in your hands. I mean, if you all do that, you will be, you could get that shirt if you just try and believe in yourself now the final thing we must do is we have a quick word from our sponsor so hit it salon 45 whether you want to get a simple classic haircut or you want to get a personalized look from one of our seasoned stylists salon 45 is for you they offer a range of services for the whole family starting from hairstyling hair coloring permanent waves waxing cuts and even nails hey these girls are great especially with someone who has autism or a disability conveniently located on highway 45 in salisbury indiana and near the i-69 exit 812-825-5184 Alright, so thank you again for telling us that beautiful ad. I would highly recommend to get a haircut there because it's an awesome place. But enough about that's not what it's about. It's about today's topic. So today's topic is actually about an airplane because and the analogy of flying and an airplane, because flying can be like us. It can be if you truly think about it hard enough, because when we're up up a high, it's just us. But in the upward world and and we're climbing up, as they say, climbing up the corporate ladder, but we're climbing up the autistic ladder, I guess. But it's just like us. If you see, if you see what I mean, and if you just go up there and just think hard. Now we gotta talk about some. We gotta learn some terms here. So an airplane. It is a powerful flying transportation vehicle that has wings and has better density than the air because it's true. Because when we're flying or when someone when that airplane's flying, it's bigger than density. I mean, you can't beat density. Just like us, we can't beat some struggle keys. We can't beat density. No one will be able to beat density. So. Density is like us, but we have our own autistic density moments when we're calm. Now, you probably wonder, where are these magical or awesome vehicle devices or air devices? Answer, they're at an airport. An airport is a location to where it is for airplane maintenance, the plane to take off, and where the plane lands. Because the plane's got to be somewhere. I mean, it can't just be like high up in the sky and be like, oh, look, there's a plane there. And you can't go up in the air. You can't fly in the air to go to the airplane. It can't be like... You know, the Falcon to fly and just get in that airplane. I mean, you got that la- that la- plane's got to be on land so you can get on there and enjoy that taking to your destination. Now, when we're in the airplane, the airplane obviously flies or it's flying. So the definition of flying is it is the capability to move in the air like 
like we do sometimes. Like, we want to move in the air and be birds and fly away to the greater good and fly to our own personal playground or fly up in the sky and just explore and be adventurous. We're not just being adventurous when we're in the air. We also, it's kind of like us because you have to look at the world from a different view and a different perspective because sometimes when we're in the air, you got we're looking at the view from a different perspective and a different way and a different angle. You got to look at our lives like that. You got you to be in the plane, look at our brains and look at our life from our perspectives and our way and how we operate. Now, typically what I would do is like, I think we like this because blah, 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 blah. Well, not today because I don't think that's going to work. I think that is not going to give you enough information. Might be a good, might be a good source and a good side information, but it's not going to be good enough information. So I'm just going to say this. I'm going to give a big paragraph or as you English folks call it, a thesis statement. So, avitation. When you're, when you think of flying in the sky, how does autism possibly connect to this? Answer. First, believe it or not, some with autism is built like an average airplane. And it's true. And we'll get into more of these later, but they're built like an average airplane is my main point. Another way airplanes and autism go together is sometimes we are overstimulated when we ride on the plane. And that's also true because we do get overstimulated due to the abrupt noises and all the abrupt things a plane does. Riding a plane can, as you're not, also be beneficial to our mind, to our to some of our skills we need to improve on, and to our educational life as well. Also, being not, people are, are often fascinated with the history and science of airplanes and the avitation and the flying part of it. Lastly, the people that work in the avitation field can either be helpful to someone with autism, but unfortunately there are some instances or situations where feelings with an autistic child were not accommodated to, and which I don't agree with, and I'll probably say that again. But anyway, I think things are better though than they once were. And honestly, most airlines are fabulous. And I mean fabulous when it comes to those with disabilities. Now, I think we are like up above is because we want to be at the top of the mountain and feel accomplished and feel as if we did something so perfect that we are a star or even a superstar because when you fly and we're at the high point, we want to, that's our star moment. That's our star moment. Like, And when we have did it, we did it. We made it. We made it. And we did something so cool that where everyone smiles, their chest is rising up. They're not slouching. They're standing up tall. They're clapping their hands. They're blasting confetti at us. And we just feel like we want to be celebrated with a big giant party or something that sounds celebratory. And with being a star, it's just like the takeoffs and landings. Because when we take off, we're doing something good. We're doing something. We're taking action. We're doing something. But when we're landing, that's when the time smooths out and we just go smooth sailing. Now, as I did say earlier with overstimulation, sometimes autistic people do not like being in a plane due to the overstimulation. But there are people trying to make us feel like I said a while back of that. They're trying to make us feel like we will be okay on the airplane, that nothing bad will happen. And to show you that, I want you to look at the first video below. They're trying to help autistic people do, like, do it virtually and show them like how the process of an airplane is on boarding the airplane going through security and they're trying to show them how bad it's not is to um not to show them how bad that being on an airplane is because it's not but when we do get over stealing on the airplane to me this is like a flaming bath because when that goes out it's like hot hot woo woo argh, hurts my skin ow okay that's us going on that airplane it's hurting our skin it's crippling our head it's making our heads burn it's giving us migraines it's burning our eyes out. I mean, you can think of any body function that's doing, that's what it's doing to us. It's doing any bad body function from the from our heads to our toes. Now, another thing that I could compare it to is when we are feeling overstimulated in that plane, 
it feels like a hot air balloon with too much pressure because as we all know, what has to do in a hot air balloon where there's too much pressure, it pops, all right? That's what I feel. Our, we're about to have a brain pop, and when we have a brain pop, our brains go up and crap. There's a It's a lava explosion, and we're getting overstimulated. We are not safe. We don't feel comfortable. We would rather be on the ground. Some some people, at least, that I know, actually, would rather be down below instead of up, up ground and up in the sky, and they'd rather be down and feel less overstimulated, which is acceptable. But they had to learn to overcome that, I think, in case they're going to go to somewhere like Europe or Africa or somewhere across the nation. But my point is, is if they are overstimulating, they're going to, with that hot air balloon, and they get too much, they're going to have a brain pop. And believe me, those brain pops are not good. So maybe instead of getting them overstimulating in the plane, try, unless, it is, unless it's a necessity, go, go below and just drive and go on the road and go on the road again, on the road again. However, being in a plane can actually help an autistic person with many skills. Some skills are staying still because sometimes when our brain goes to a pinball and see 111 pinball action for more information, but when we are bored, we probably go to pinball and we won't, probably won't sit still and just move like... Or go... And just do like some... Like act all hyper and act not act plain... Like we're supposed to, and act on a plane, and not have etiquette behavior. So, if that was me, if I would get on much planes as possible, and how, and I, my way to make them sit still is occupy them with as much and bring as much entertainment as possible. So that way they will will have some. They will so they will sit still and not bother any person, and it could be a peaceful flight for all of you. And it makes both sides happy: the parents, the students, and your peers who are on the plane. Another skill I could probably teach is basic etiquette because think about it, it's easier to say please, thank you, excuse me, hi, I love you, can you please pass the salt or that's a common one, I don't have any salt and I would make a salt shaker right now if I could, <laughs> but that's not going to work. But anyway, that's going to teach us basic etiquette because we have to interact with so many people and it can help us with some other stuff, but it can help us basically like hi or hey, may you please move over and I also I could sit down. Thank you very much. I mean, there are so many basic guys that could help with someone autistic because autistic people like to speak the way they want to. And it's even for non-verbal because they're going to be, I mean, that it can still help them, though, with basic etiquette so they know, like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do this. I got to move out of the way for them to get on the plane. So it's going to help them with basic etiquette, verbal and non-verbal. And my solution is, with the basic etiquette, show them. Like, you role play on the plane. You role play at home and you role play on the plane with some people and especially with the flight attendant if they're willing to work with someone with autism because that would be awesome. Another thing it can help with is sensory problems, which I'm going to do an episode on the future about, but it really could because you hear a lot of noise, you hear the beep, beep. This is your flight attendant speaking. We'll be landing and blah, 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 blah. Or you hear the noise, you hear people going blah, 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 chatting, blah, 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 and you hear the pressure going down like when you go... And your ears are ready to pop, which is, ugh, even gives me the jeebers thinking about it. But anyway, when we, that, it can conquer our sensory issues due to the fact with us, with our ears, with our eyes, nose, mouth, and all sorts of feelings with, uh, with someone being too loud. I mean, it can help with so many sensory problems. And the best solution, I think, is bring headphones, bring anything that will cover our heads, ears, eyes, nose, mouth. And I don't mean, like, come in winter clothing, because then I just laugh at you. But anyway, but just come with, like, something simple, like headphones for the ears, or something like that, or maybe bring a book for them to read, or 
something to listen to or a tab electronical device. I mean, just bring a resource. Like I always encourage you to use your resources or bring a resource for them to conquer their sensory problems is my idea. Another thing you can actually help with if you think about it is overanalyze because I've had a dream that we crashed in a plane and ever since then, I've always think when I were in a plane, I'm gonna die. Like it's simple as like, like when I'm playing, I'm like, I'm gonna die today. But it may not, it's probably not true because a lot of car crashes I think happen bigger than plane crashes. But for me, it's the other way around. It's car crash is better than a plane crash because we're not gonna land in the Arctic Ocean or something like that. But for me, when we're over, that's kind of car gonna overanalyze it because we may overanalyze crashing the safety precautions, making sure it's safe, our bathroom emergencies. I mean, not just overanalyzing getting the plane. I think overanalyzing the whole scenario, overanalyzing something that's too much for us. So my solution for that is if we're overanalyzing, ask and help us through and talk to us about it for as long as we need to. If it's for the whole flight, then so be it. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. And I, and even a little bit after if you have to, but just don't try to make sure they don't talk about it the whole time and not ruin your time with, or having fun or just make sure they're not ruining your time where, or with whatever you're doing or with whatever vacation you're taking, I guess. The last, the second thing I should say what I could help you with is relationships because here's a story i was on a plane once and i didn't get to see this but apparently my mom sat behind me and they were talking for the whole destination and all the way back home and my mom asked what's your name and he said his name and we didn't know this but we figured out soon enough that he was our cousin so shout out to the cousin we met on the plane you know who you are but hope you're having a good time there but anyway but that's my point you see it can help you build relationships because if we didn't go on that plane we would have never knew that he was our not our cousin, and it could help us though making friends on the plane with making a friend that's not our age on the plane with making friends or finding family even. I mean, it could help you in some shape, way, or capacity. And my solution for if you're on a plane, talk to people because you may learn something about that you may never know, and you may find out they're your family, like I did, or that they're your friend, and you never figure, or you might make a friend even on the plane. I mean, you just don't know until you try going on that plane right there. The final thing I can help us with is anticipatory anxiety and C109, autistic butterflies for more on the anxiety and 1110, what are the odds on the anticipatory part, but it is because we do anticipate a lot and we may anticipate that we're going to have a crash, we anticipate that I may poop my pants, we may anticipate that, you know, someone's going to throw a fit and have a sensory overload, we may anticipate that and get anxiety over that. I mean, it's true, we may get one or both and when we do that, we're all over the place and we're just scared we don't want to go on that plane. So my solution is, is if we anticipate or have anxiety or something, assure us that, or ensure, I don't, Miss Finn, I'm so sorry, but I think for Miss Finn's class, I remember, it's assure. So this is from our uh, Mind Blown Monday that I remember. But anyway, it's assure. I mean, and we assure us that it's assuring because we, we need to ensure that, we, you need to ensure to us that we are not going to die. We are going to live. We're going to have a blast. Focus on the goods instead of the negatives and help us. And if it comes down to it, just don't go on that plane and drive instead of flying. But it can also not just help us with some skills. It can also help us with some educational skills too. Some are geography because we got to look at the world. I mean, we got to know like what Texas looks like, we gotta know what the states look like, what they're for, what the latitude, the longitude is. We got to know how to land on it. I mean, we got to know. We got to know the shape. So we know where we're going. We mean, we don't want to go... So the Arctic Ocean and the guy thinks we're going to Texas. I mean, we don't want that. I mean, we got to know geography so you know what the climate and everything about that state is so that you can prepare us for the basics for that state and what type of clothes we need to wear and what are the rules there. I mean, we, you got to know what the geography is there so we got to know if it's affordable and 
make sure it is safe for us to go so we don't end up somewhere that is dangerous or somewhere stupid. Something else in all this was looking at the world differently because we got to look at the world to see what it is from up there and down there because we have to look at the world, like I said, from different angles. And we got to understand, like, what's up there so that we know what's up there and just in case something happens and, and just in case that we go into UFO or something. But we got to know what's up there so for the back of our heads so we know that the sky is somewhere safe and the sky is never too high to go if you want to be an astronaut or an, and a pilot, example. But we got to look up there to see what's up there so that they know where they're going, what obstacles there are up there. Something else you need to know to be a pilot or for an airplane is math. Because you got to fly a plane, you got to know math, and you got to do two times two equals four with a snap of your fingers because you got to think of math size off the top of your head so you can make that plane plan, plane land safely so that, and then the and your math will be worth it. And sometimes if you're a solid person, then math is good for you, but not like for me. But anyway, if you know math, then you should have invest in the air aviation world so that because you may get interested in it and you may sit there all day but you have your math brain to use and if you know that math you'll make sure that that plane lands safely because of your numbers the final last thing you need to know is engineering because dude you gotta be able to fly that plane you gotta know the controls you gotta make sure that everything's maintenance and you gotta know how it works and you gotta engine it you gotta figure out how it's built how it's engineered because if you don't figure out engineering let's just say you're gonna crash for sure it's going to be a bad day and a very bad time frame for us and a very bad, very bad death toll. And you're going to put a lot of families at harm's way physically and mentally. The final thing you need to become a pilot or something to get in the aviation world is, and the most important and like the most, 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 most important thing is science and physics. Because you need know science in order to figure out formulas, to figure out how this plane's going to land. you got to know that stuff. And for physics, you need to know that because you need to study how things move. You need to study how the airplane moves, how things move, how this wing vehicle or wing object knows how it moves and learn Newton's law of motion, it maybe even. I mean, you need to know science, but you need to know physics too to show you how it moves, but you got to know science. you got to, got to, got to, got to know science or otherwise you're going to be lost, I think, in the aircraft world without the flies and how things move because if you don't, you don't learn how that plane moves, you're going to crash definitely and you're going to be scrambled all over the place. To show you how bad you must, must, must need science to work in the aircraft world, I want you to look at the second video below because this is the first video and the premiere episode of one of my favorite childhood shows and when I was younger because it was on YouTube of Bill Nye the Science Guy and the very first episode of Bill Nye the Science Guy episode, and it coincidentally is about flight. So I would highly recommend if you're interested in flight to look at that second video below. Also, the aircraft world is an interesting place, like I said, but I think it could go either way, actually, because maybe an autistic person either may not be too interested, like myself, because I'm not too interested, but I think it's okay, and I think it's kind of cool if I was, or it might be very hard to comprehend. It might be a very hard world for them to understand and not comprehend. However, think about it this way, an the world of avitation, the world of flight, could be an obsession or even lead to a career because they know so much about it. I mean, they could study everything about it. The parts, the plane, the wings, they know everything about it, and they become so obsessed that it could lead to a career and the only, the only thing that is flying that airplane and being in the sky and being the best pilot to the best of their abilities and being the best pilot that anyone's ever seen and flying that plane so high that the plane is in space. Unfortunately, like I said earlier, not every person in the aircraft world does not understand that aircraft and autism is a challenge and that they don't combine and they, they need to take precautions, not precautions, sorry. Um, they need to take hoops that they need to overcome and help them out a little. They can't understand that. So to show you that, I want you to look at the third video below. As a family, as the pilot actually kicks off an autistic family who was going to travel off the airplane.
But however, there is hope. There truly is hope. Though as there are people with good hearts and do care, they even want to try to help. And to show you that, I want you to look at the fourth video below as passengers and flight attendants help a boy with autism calm down from an airplane meltdown. And the people who care are like, it's like getting a secret praise. It's like, it's okay. You're doing good. It's all right, man. You're doing good. You're doing good on the airplane. You're awesome. Keep keep doing a good job, whatever you're doing. So, I mean, that's what it's like. So, to me, it's like getting a secret praise. And thank you to whoever who was going to help us because you are a good person and we cannot wait to meet you if we ever do. Now, I do not know what I would do if I was kicked off an airplane for being autistic. But the first thing I do is first I give a, let's say, a teachable lesson about autism. Then I would either leave a complaint to the headquarters and then either switch aircrafts or just not fly at all and then drive for the rest of my life to vacations. Or drive to the destination, I guess. Now, as we all know, or for if you're probably at least in middle school, planes were invented and and we all know, as we all know, the history of planes begins with the Wright brothers. Look at the fifth video below to learn more about the Wright brothers and the, and the invention and the wonderful invention of an airplane. Now, we need to know the parts of an airplane because they're important to this, and I think they're important to an airplane. But anyway, the parts are... Called the, one part is called the fuselage. This part holds the plane together and everything stabilizes and everything about the plane. Now, people with autism feel like they need to be together with family and need to prepare physically and mentally before hopping on an airplane and actually prepare mentally and physically for anything that requires focus and concentration. And yes, should I, you guys want to play concentration? So, concentration. Oh, wait a minute, that's a song, isn't it? Duh, me. But oh well, but anyway, if you all like playing concentration, then have at it. But anyway, in all seriousness, the fuselage is us because we got we got to have our 100% focus and concentration on that, and we got to do it to the best of our ability, and we will focus and focus and focus on that thing until it gets done no matter what. Another part of a plane is called the cockpit, the area where the pilot operates the plane. And if you have autism, believe it or not, you will probably have your own special and separate cockpit with different buttons and switches that represent your life. Now, the, the next part of a plane is wings and i don't mean buffalo wings but now that i say that i'm actually kind of hungry for some buffalo wings so mom when you're done listening to this make me some buffalo wings please <laughs> no i'm kidding but for real and also it's, it's the critical part of a plane where it controls the steering autistic people will have wings when we steer our, our own path of greatness and when we achieve we'll fly to the left fly to the right fly up when we're awesome fly down when we're bad and flying is just a part of it but we will have our wings and we will control them how we want and how we take it Another part of the plane is the tail. I don't mean the tail that animals have on their butts. No, I mean it's the back of the plane that is used to stable the plane. And it's really important. And it's kind of important for us because people with autism need their own tails. They need their autistic tails because they need to use it to live and function. Because we need to feel stable to be successful. And if we don't, it's going to be a bad day. And if you don't help us, you might as well put us in a mental hospital or a cage. Because it is not going to go well. But anyway, I think for the most part, we'll have a tail. And I think we'll do all right. But I don't want to go to the jail, nor the padded cell, nor the mental hospital. I think we want your help first before you have to resort to that. The next part of the plane is the engine. It is the part of the plane that gives the plane power to fly. I got to sing this real quickly, so... I got the power! Uh, uh, I got the power! Alright, anyway, so people with autism need their own power. And for them, this is like using their resources and... We need that engine. We need that resources and that engine, as we you guys call it, for us to have our own power and for us to have our own power to uh, to go up on the high mountain and to go 
us up high in the sky and for us to go high and live life and get a job and do all the adult privileges that you guys get to do. Another part of a plane is a propeller. It's a part of the plane that makes the plane drive forward. And we don't have this, which we try to have, but the pro propeller could be us moving forward and that's attempting to be one. Now, unfortunately, we don't use our propellers that much, but which we work on, but I think of perseverance and determination and age, we will be able to use that propeller and use that propeller as quick as you think you can and use it as, we'll try to use our propeller as much as possible in the near future. The final part of a plane is the landing gear. It's a plane part where it helps the plane land, obviously. This is us because, like I said earlier, with that, with the takeoff and us moving on not and something like that, it could be something else. It could be our brain doing something and taking off to do something awesome. And when we land, that is us like being done. Like, okay, we're done. We're not doing this anymore. Let's go on to something else. So that that part of that plane, that landing gear could be us, but it's an autistic difference with that landing gear because we're doing something when we're taking off and when we're landing, we're done. So, I mean, we mainly land, but we can also take off. So either way, we, it feels good to do one of the others. And now, also believe it or not, the process of an airport and how we get to the plane resembles autism in some ways, actually. The process is, number step one, packing. It is the process of gathering necessities and gathering items that you want on vacation. Sometimes, that's like us because we need to pack our thoughts. And sometimes we need to reopen that suitcase and be like, okay, what do we got here? Because when we're packing, it's like, okay, what do we got here? That's like us. We got to be like, okay, what's the situation? What do we got to do? So sometimes we gotta pack it and know we're packing it, but sometimes we gotta reopen it like, oh crap, no, 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 no. So sometimes we gotta pack and reopen it, and it just depends on the situation. And you, with your help though, we could sure, I'm pretty sure eventually we'll be able to pack our suitcase, our, our own autistic suit, our own suitcase brain and able to pack it all up and be done and have fun. Now, this step two would be getting that you then arrive at the plane or at the airport and you would arrive two hours and 30 minutes before your arrival. That is like arriving for us and we honest, we like to arrive as early as possible. We want to. I mean, we want to arrive two hours and 30 minutes before everything, but sometimes we're idiots and we lose time. Like, oh, we got sidetracked. We Crap, we got, we're kind of late here. Sorry. And we're like, I'm so sorry I was late. I got sidetracked, blah, blah, blah. And I know they're like, it's okay. But for us, it's not okay because we have a system where like, we want to be early. We mean to be early. They'll appreciate in the end. We're going early. Deal with it. I mean, that's what we think. We want to be as early as possible without being too weird. Now, step three would be go to check-in. Then, you obviously go to check-in with your, and you get your boarding pass. This is like us when we check in with someone. We want it to be planned. I mean, we like to make plans, and we want to plan, 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 plan. And sometimes live our life formal, not too formal, which I'm going to make an episode on the future. But we want things mainly planned out. And like things that are big planned, like the boarding pass is and like it needs to be, has to be planned. Now step 4B, you go through airport security where they will check out items that could potentially be dangerous and you will be asked to put it on a conveyor belt and walk through metal detector. This happened after 9-11 as we all know. That's when metal detectors happen. And for us, that's actually okay because the security, the security, a part of it resembles autism and like because... You know, after the 9-11 ordeal happened, they did not trust people for a while. And for us, when something bad happens with someone or something even, we will not trust it. We will not trust it. And if it happens for a long time, we will have trust issues like me because I've been, let's put this, I've been used more than taken care of more. So in my eyes, I, that's why I have trust issues. Step five is find your gate and wait to go and wait and wait. You go to your assigned gate and then you wait for a while. This shows us autism because when 
you do when we do something, but then we have to wait before we do it. You assign tasks or do something beforehand. To be honest with you, to us, it's stupid because we want to do the goal first, then do the main task. Like for example, you spill something. Okay, you know what you have to do, and we have to go like go to a counseling. Okay, you have to clean up the Dr. Pepper first, then do it. Okay, that's on us. That we were, don't want to do that. We would rather go to the counseling, then clean up the Dr. Pepper when we get home because we don't like doing what we call main task, which is like set like the task before the goal, and we would rather do the goal first. Then get the task done, the main task done, and then just enjoy life. But we don't want task and then goal. We want goal and then do the mini task and just get that mini task done and go enjoy life. The final step or step six is boarding the plane. When you finally board the plane and put the suitcase in the door above and and you fly away. This shows awesome because even though I on the flip side said we don't like doing the mini task, we do like getting ready for something that is like necessary. Like all these steps for the airplane. That is a necessity. We like doing the necessity many task, I guess. We like to do something and get ready for something because in our heads, getting ready can be fun. Like when we brush our teeth, do deodorant, when we're prepping for something that is a necessity and we have to do the mini task, that can be fun for us. When it's a non-necessity main task, to us it's just stupid. So when it's non-necessity, it's stupid. When it's necessity, it's fun. That's what it practically is. Now, as well as we all know, the world of adaptation has two major classes. The first class, which is for higher and richer people in the economy for us middle class people. And both can be like autism because people with autism have dreams and goals too. We want nice things just like any other person, just like any other celebrity has. This is like first class. Secondly, the the economy class to me is just like a regular day in life. Not necessarily a bad day or a good day, it's just a average and a meh day. In conclusion, wee! No, I'm kidding, but for real. In conclusion, the sky and the clouds and in it is our home to airplanes and it reminds you of the world i live in except it's just higher and above high the sky's the limit people it really is because people with autism want to reach even higher than our we want to be overcome it we want to reach higher and beat those expectations that we have that'll be all for us today i hope you learned something about airplanes and i want you right now to go fly on a plane Thanks for joining for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming in very soon. Hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.